The Real Estate Sessions is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising brilliantly simple. Choose your zip code and build your brand. Enter an address and promote your listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. And if you go to adworks.com slash billrisser, you'll do more than just build brand awareness or nurture your network. Right now, you get to save 15% off your purchase, and I get to send 10% to the Colon Cancer Alliance, an organization that means a great deal to me. That's adworks.com slash billrisser. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend and leaving a review. It's how we continue to grow. And thank you for allowing me to continue my Real Estate Sessions Rewind series. This is where I'm going back to some of the original podcast episodes from nearly two years ago, rebroadcasting those episodes to our much bigger audience now. These were kind people who came onto my podcast when we were just getting started, and we had downloads in the 30s and 40s per episode. And I want to make sure that the larger audience we have today gets a chance to hear these episodes. So this week, it's going to be Laura Monroe. I first met Laura through the Inman Ambassador Program, like many of the guests on the podcast. Most recently, she was with Real Satisfied, but she's announced that she's leaving Real Satisfied to take on a new adventure. She's yet to release what that new adventure is, but the timing felt right to bring back Episode 4 from August 25th. Please enjoy my interview with Laura Monroe. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Hi, and welcome back to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. We really appreciate you checking out this tiny little corner of the internet. And uh, don't be afraid to tell your friends about what we're doing here, uh, realestatesessions.com, or you can obviously find us on iTunes. The um, I can't tell you how happy I am to have today's guest. It's Laura Monroe of Real Satisfied, and she's agreed to hang out for a little while, answer a few questions here on the Real Estate Sessions. And I think a lot of you know prior to Real Estate or Real Satisfied that Laura spent almost three years, I think, with Inman News as their Director of Industry Engagement and Social Media. That's where I met Laura, I think. I think Mm -hmm. it was at an an Inman Connect, right, Laura? I think it was. We were ambassadors together, in fact, I think. That's right. And, uh, and Laura, before that, had a real estate background. She worked uh, for a number of years, somewhere around 10 years, with Keller Williams Tri-Valley Realty in the East Bay area. And at that same time, created her own marketing company, Creative Agent Marketing. So she's been around for a long time in the business. And uh, welcome to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, Laura. Thank you, Bill. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I hope you feel that way when we're done. <laughs> well, we have a lot to talk about, so we this do. will be fun. We do. So, you, you, as you may know, if you listen to any of the previous podcasts, I kind of like to find out where everybody came from, kind of the backstory. So, yeah. I, I was doing some digging. You know, I kind of know how to use the internet, and mm-hmm. I saw a Bachelor of Arts from USIU. Is that yes. the USIU in San Diego? Yes. Right off I fifteen. Wow. Yes, and yeah. it's not. It's technically not USIU anymore. It's a different, um, it's it's actually a trade college now, I think. But yes, at the time, 
it was um, I went to the School of Visual and Performing Arts there. And my dream was to, they had several campuses. They had one in London, they had one in Nairobi. And my dream was to go, uh, since I was doing theater and music, musical theater, my, my dream was to spend my junior year in London doing, um, doing theater in London. Um, I didn't never quite made it <laughs> that far, but um, yeah, but finished my degree out there. It's a, a beautiful campus set up in some big eucalyptus tree groves. Tree. Yeah, I know it very well. I grew up in San Diego, so it was interesting to see that. Um, yeah, then, I had some. I had some great, uh, some great classmates too that actually went on to do some pretty cool things. So, uh, yeah, so it was really, really a lot of fun. Awesome. Now, as I sit here in the desert, and today's high is going to be 113 degrees. You also have a little background here in uh, the Valley of the Sun, correct? I do. It's, uh, I was actually um, raised in Scottsdale. I went to school to Scottsdale Community College, so I was a uh, artichoke. A fighting, for a fighting a artichoke, right? I was a fighting artichoke, and so yes, I um, my family still lives there, so I get back there occasionally, but I do not miss the heat. All right. So, as you and, and trust me, I uh, I wish I was somewhere else today. It's it's uh, one of those. <laughs> Brutal days. Um, so before you began your uh, real estate career with KW, there had to be something, something that kind of uh, drew you into that, right? Because you'd been out of school for a little while and probably doing some other things. But what, what was that transition that got you into the real estate industry? Well, I think what got me there was um, I was a stay-at-home mom and I was wanting to do I, I I didn't want to go back to work full time but because I wanted to be home while my kids were little so I actually met another mom who was our, another kindergarten mom who was an escrow coordinator for um, a team in the Bay Area and she said you know we really could use some help in our marketing um, with some of our marketing management and you know listing coordination on the sell side because it was right during the heat of the market and we were selling in a in a wonderful farm area just like hotcakes and um, so I decided to just go in and it was a little husband and wife team that were doing amazingly well um, and I just fell in love with the marketing I fell in love with graphic design and everything that had to do with the have, building an online presence and working with the website and um, decided that was really where I wanted to stay instead of going all the way into sales, which looking back, I probably should have gone ahead and done it, but um, I just loved kind of doing what I was doing and I started doing it for other agents in the office. So it kind of became my passion at that point. So it started off, was there some transaction coordinating in there too? And then or was it mostly marketing? I, I was mostly marketing. We had an escrow transaction coordinator who back then nothing was paperless. Everything was, you know, papers and files. And so she handled the escrow side and um, I was unlicensed. So I handled all of the marketing and gotcha. the graphic design. And ours, our market was a luxury market. So that marketing had to be really upscale. Um, it wasn't just, you know, little flyers and little postcards and managing that kind of thing. It was really upscale, you know, four page brochures and just doing a lot. And I really loved working in that particular market. It was a lot of fun. 
this time, this is pre-social. So you're really working with uh, kind of the internet in its infancy. It's, it's just been around for a few years when you first started. I'm going to say that, I mean, right. websites, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So when social hits the scene, you're still at Tri-Valley KW, right? You're still doing that thing and you've got your, your marketing company up and going, helping other people. Right. I'm guessing you had to be an early adopter of social. I, I was. Well, I, I would say I was an early adopter of online networking. Um, I started on the Active Rain platform to help try to generate some business. So that's where I learned not only how to network online, but how to blog and kind of learned what other agents needed to learn, wanted to learn, needed in their businesses. So it was, you know, a combination of, you know, the perfect timing of being on a brand new platform that was being adopted quickly by a lot of us that were in the same category of learning about technology. And this was even just pre-social by probably two or three years. Um, but then when we kind of got past the blogging phase, Facebook opened up, Twitter opened up, and we all just kind of followed each other as a group. We migrated into social. Um, we still had active rain, but by this point, we were all owning our own content on our own blogs. And I think social was the next evolution in being able to carry those relationships into a different kind of platform and be able to keep up with each other on a personal level, not just on a business level. And so I think that was was a lot of fun. That solidified a lot of relationships. It took it to a deeper level. It certainly added a level of fun. Um, and it, it also opened up, you know, more opportunities to meet even more people outside of outside of real estate and sort of merge the personal and the professional. So that was a really that was an interesting time when that all came together. You're not the first person who has mentioned uh, Active Rain as sort of the gateway drug into mm -hmm. <laughs> this online networking. Yeah, it's very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. It was now, great. I mean, we still still very much connected to a lot of the active rainers from the early days. Mm -hmm. uh, so when you were playing in that space and trying to, you know, you have your marketing customers that you're helping at the, at the brokerage, were some of them, you know, really upfront and, hey, let's run with this? Or did you get some pushback from some others who are thinking it's just a fad? I don't care. How did that kind of play out? It was a little bit. Um, there was a little bit of pushback. It was, it, it's interesting because I've seen some things go for, for full circle. Um, for example, my broker that I worked with, um, he actually said to me, Laura, I want you to go take all the online classes on digital marketing and blogging and because I really don't want to learn all that. I really want to work my database and my farm and work with all of these clients that I've worked with for 10, 15 years. I don't want to learn all that. I want to be able to hire someone who can do all of that for me. So that was kind of when the virtual assistant term started taking off for me, which was a big aha moment where I realized I could do exactly what I wanted to do, um, but also be able to provide services for agents and brokers that were just like him. They really just didn't want to. It's not so much that they were pushing back, but they, they realized that it was that this new technology was already going to be a little bit more overwhelming and, and you know time consuming and it would be taking away from their relationships. So in that sense there was some pushback, 
but I saw the opportunity as, well, fine, then hire me. I'll do it. <laughs> I, I love it. Happy to do it. So you mentioned you were the one that took the online classes or maybe went to events and being in the Bay Area seems like probably a natural that you found out about Inman um, pretty quickly. Yes, I did. I actually uh, was more of a bar camp person, attendee first. Um, But then once the, um, but you know, obviously that was the San Francisco bar camp was always the day before Inman started. So everyone came to Inman, you know, everyone was there and uh, they, they continued the rest of the week. I usually went home because again, my children were still pretty young. So I would go home after bar camp, but, and then I, but I followed it very, very closely. And uh, so it was always seemed like a lot of fun. And then obviously was asked to be an ambassador, not too far after that. So finally got to go. <laughs> and that might be where we met, I think, and maybe at that event. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. I think so, that was um, 2012, I think. I think you're right. Yep. I think uh, the, the time goes way too fast for me to try and remember in fact, that. In fact, it may, it may have been a year earlier. I think Chris Smith gave me a ticket to Agent Reboot. So it may have been a year earlier, but I think it was when we officially met was probably in 2012. Right. That's great. Right. So... Uh, we know that you you ended up you know working for Inman. So how, mm-hmm. can you talk a little bit about how how that all happened? We um, you know on, on our last podcast we talked to Katie and she talked about her mm-hmm. desire to go out on her own and and um, I think um, you know you, I think a lot of people have come to Inman have been there for a few years and then they move off onto something um, that's right. more yeah more personal and more passionate and. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Katie was doing that. So how were you approached and how did this all fit into your, well, obviously your family and it, it, it took a lot more time. So how did that all work? It out? did. It did. Well, by this point, my, um, my children were a little bit older, but you know, Katie and I met because we were um, doing some, some networking really closely with some amazing women in the space, Deborah Trapin and Kelly Mitchell and Terry Conrad and, we were getting to know each other, you know, outside of, you know, just kind of in our own circle, you know, how you kind of go off into your own little niche and you learn from one another. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was in that place where I was open and learning and we were talking about all sorts of things. And, you know, Katie and I got to know each other, but the way that the Inman thing happened was kind of around that. Um, I was just out of the blue contact contacted by someone who said, so, um, do you know of anyone who, you know, might be, might be a really good, you know, social media person, uh, marketing person for kind of a big company? And of course, at the time, I'm thinking, oh, this is probably a broker or, you know, maybe it's a really big broker who's looking for someone to outsource their social media management to. And I said, well, hey, you know, I'm, I'm always up for doing some social media work for big clients. And, um, so I think what, and then it was probably two weeks later, I hadn't heard anything in between and it was probably two weeks later. And I remember the day that I was on my email account and I, I got this little cryptic email that said, Hey, can you talk Brad and Min? <laughs> and, um, I think about fell off my chair, um, uh, because I suddenly realized that that big client was probably Brad or, you know, or something. So, 
of course, I just, you know, at, at that point, it was just my, my name had been recommended through a few people. Um, and I think Katie, knowing me through our, just our circles and our relationships was able to kind of, you know, say, yeah, she might be a good candidate. And I went through an interview process with both Katie and Brad and, um, you know, I, I, it, it just kind of evolved from there. And I was just, I, I mean, the rest is history. I mean, I've told Brad this, that I, my opportunity at Inman has been um, life changing. It's been an opportunity to be able to work with such an amazing company with, a, you know, Brad is such a visionary um, in so many different ways. And I don't, I don't think people see enough of that side of him, but it was nothing short of extraordinary for me to be a part of that. And certainly it was a challenge to be able to move into that position with, with Katie and Chris having done such, such an amazing job building. Um, uh, I can't even tell you such a huge fan base for the brand and, you know, added on more readers and subscribers. And it was really at that critical time when, when they were there, they were right there with social, they were right there with iPhones and apps and it just took off. And I think when I came in, it was, you know, my job as I saw it was to kind of just do as well as I could to, you know, sort of cover, cover that gap a little. Cause they, you know, there was a vacuum when they, when they moved on and they did amazing things. And so I was like, uh Oh, right now the economy is going down and <laughs> I'm going to have to be the one to kind of do what I can. So, um, I, I just did what I could, you know? No, I, well, personally, I think you did a great job. I, 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 I got, yeah. So having been an ambassador for a few of the different connect events, I, you get a tiny peek behind the curtains and mm-hmm. there have got to be some stories you can share with us, maybe about Brad and the team. And there's probably stories you can't share with us. So how about a couple of maybe your favorite moments working with Brad, and the team on those events? Cause it had to be just, well, I'm sure there were, the majority of your year was spent planning for the next one. Yes. In fact, um, planning for events like connect, you know, literally do take up the, the entire year. Um, I I worked very closely with Will Hansen, who's the VP of Mm -hmm. Inman and, you know, the events at Inman, um, extraordinarily gifted, you know, event planner. Um, and, but we worked very collaboratively as a team. And, and I think some of the best times that we had was, you know, every week we would get together and we would, you know, plan out um, as departments, you know, how, how everything was going to look from content to, um, you know, to speakers to, you know, how it's looking in ambassadors and, you know, what, what we were starting to get really excited about. And I think one of the most fun things about that is that that event is that you never really know what it's going to look and feel like until you're, until you're actually there. You know, you, you have an idea of, you know, everyone has an idea in their head about, you know, what this show is actually going to, to be and what we're going to learn and, you know, what the speakers are going to bring to the table. But it's not until you're actually there that you go, wow. And one of the favorite things that I loved about Inman, especially Will, is that, you know, he loves the element of surprise. So one of the things with with that was that we never knew what the set was going to look like until the day of. You know, you don't know what that stage is going to look like until you get there. Um, so it's always kind of fun to arrive in San Francisco or arrive in New York. Um, and even though you're there and you're excited, you don't really know what it's all going to look like until that curtain comes up. And so it's a really exciting 
moment to see all those months of planning and talking about and wondering, you know, if the industry would like this speaker or that speaker to finally get there and then have it all put together that way. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You you mentioned the ambassadors a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm remiss if I don't ask you about that because that was Absolutely. that was your um, we'll call it chore. Is that safe? Mm-hmm. Oh no 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 <laughs> chore chore is not the right word. <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's tougher than that. <laughs> no, it's it was actually a very um, it, it it was energy infusing. It really was because I think that. Um, you know, the ambassador program that Katie started with Inman is a really, really special, unique program. Um, I think in large part because uh, both Katie and I, I share her sentiment that there are absolutely amazing people. And one of the, the theme, you know, obviously the main theme of Connect is to bring people together. And I think in our in our small smaller ambassador world being able to connect the ambassadors to that event and also bring that event to the to to highlight the professionals in the industry that we see are on social are using tech our early adopters are inspiring to other people i mean those are really the identifiers of inman ambassadors and there's a million that we never even got in you know have gotten into the program yet but, um, you know, we think we did a, a pretty gosh darn job of creating some, a place, to, a platform to be able to bring amazing people together, yourself included. Um, I know early on how, how thrilled I was to be a part of it. And I think especially because we're also social, to be able to share the Connect experience from uh, to other people who may not be there was actually kind of a privilege to to be able to do that. And so that's what we always hoped it was, was, you know, kind of a an opportunity for some more amazing brain trust to come in behind and be able to share it out to the to the rest of our um, to our audience at Inman. I agree. It, it really did feel like a privilege um, and, and in a wonderful opportunity, as you mentioned, to not only share, but to take that connection level to a different place. It was, it was great. Mm-hmm. Now, now you've, you were at Inman Connect San Francisco just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You were there representing Real Satisfied, correct? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. was it? How was it attending your <laughs> first Connect event from that side? I know it was, um, I prepared myself for it to be, you know, quite different. Um, I, I loved it. I have to say I, I was able to, I, I wasn't able to take in all of the sessions and all of the content because, you know, I was there in meetings and doing a lot of things with our company, which I love. And, um, but I, I was much more relaxed because I I'm didn't sure. have to worry about where I needed to be when. Um, I, I, I could just kind of enjoy the event and connecting and reconnecting. And I still don't think I got enough of that out of my system. Um, but it's always fun to be able to, you know, the first thing I wanted to do when I got there was walk up to registration and just give my coworkers at Inman a hug and, you know, say, hey, good, good, you know, good luck on the show. And um, I mean, it's still, it's still so fresh to me 
um, the event and how it goes that it was I think the hardest part was realizing okay today I know what they're going through it and then I know what they're going through today they're getting ready to travel there's people coming in from all over town you know the the set is you know the you know just everything that gets put together the registration and the badges and all of that excitement um, I, I started feeling before I even got there but then once I was there and I was with our team it was like you know what Laura you can breathe you can do you can focus and do your thing that you need to do with the team so it there was like a moment where I was like ah you know I it was a little it's a, it, the transition has been a challenge for sure but fun super fun yeah, I, I could imagine the uh, the angst a little bit though, <laughs> just wondering, wondering and feeling for people that you have feelings for. I mean, that's, yes, that's tough. Yes. Yeah, so, exactly. It's like, oh, maybe I need to go, like, you know, get those ambassadors over here, or I need to retweet some ambassadors over here. So yeah, there's always that, you know, wanting to be right in the middle of it, kind of right. a thing. Well, so that brings us to this past spring when you you made the move to Real Satisfied. You're their director of marketing here in the United States. And I know um, Real Satisfied originated in Australia, correct? Correct. Mm -hmm. And and it's I've I've looked at it and I um, am really intrigued by it. I there are review sites all over the place, right? I mean Zillow and Trulia right. do it, and other companies right. have popped up. But Real Satisfied um, kind of takes this reputation management and customer satisfaction measurement and testimonials into this whole new place. So let's talk about maybe how this even got started and um, and, and where Real Satisfied is heading. Sure, um, would be happy to. I, I, my narrative on exactly how it all started is probably not as good as Jeff Turner's um, <laughs> or even Phil Kells, who is our uh, CEO and co-founder. Um, it started in Australia. Um, he just put out a blog post, in fact, about it. Um, started over over ten years ago, um, and it was a customer satisfaction platform for mostly property management in the United States. Um, and Jeff Turner had gone over there in a speaking engagement in Australia and actually saw them on the expo floor of an event and got to know him a little bit more and said, you know, recognize the potential. Of what it could do here in the United States, and you know, just said, "Hey, what what would you think about bringing it over to the United States?" So they took a chance on each other, and um, you know, the rest is history. We've um, we have we just passed a new milestone um, a couple of weeks ago, where we have had returned over a hundred thousand surveys um, from clients and that's a hundred thousand testimonials that have come out. We have, um, over 80,000 agents on the platform. So we are, um, and it's such an interesting, it's at an interesting time. And I, I, we were talking a little bit earlier, Bill, about how, you know, there was that time of social, you know, when social sprung up and, um, it was technology and it was apps. And I think what we're moving into is you know we've been talking a little bit now about the customer experience and how important that is and obviously in real estate because it's so service oriented it's it's we've all known the importance of that but i think one of the other big narratives in the industry as a whole has been data you know what do we do with the data who owns the data who has the data what is data you know there's been data 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 especially at inman you know every day there was an article that came out about big data um, and then there'd be another article about customer experience or customer satisfaction. 
Um, and then came the narrative about agent rankings and agent ratings. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we had been quietly operating behind the scene as a, on the front facing side, it's a, um, it's a customer satisfaction platform. We send out, we don't just send out, um, we, we send out surveys on behalf of agents um, to ask their clients to answer very in-depth surveys on their client experience. And we have um, a 40-point survey. It takes a little bit of time to get through it. But we have an over 85% return rate from wow. most of the clients. It's a really yeah, high. You'd be surprised. That's really high and for for something. It's really high, yeah. um, and it amazes us because um, you would think that clients would, you know, they're done with the, the transaction, and it's like, thank goodness we got through it, and they're they're moving in, or maybe they've moved on, but. And we have found, and Jeff really always articulates this very well, is that when the client actually sits down to answer this, um, and you you know, Bill, that transactions can go from anywhere to 30 days to 18 months or longer, mm -hmm. um, but when clients sit down to finally fill out some of this information and give really in-depth feedback, their heart is in it. They are absolutely raising their hand and they're saying, I love my agent, but this is the why, you know, very specifically why. Um, but then what we do is we bring that into a nice testimonial at the end so that the agent actually has that written word from them that they can share and syndicate and put on their websites and they can take it and they can push it over to realtor their realtor.com profiles. So in the sense of it being a reputation management, um, agents being able to see what that feedback is like is to me is really empowering and I think one of the things that I love about it is that um, I don't think there's enough in the industry that empowers. I feel like we're always trying to take, we're always questioning the value proposition of agents and brokers and what I have found just in my everyday getting to know Real Satisfied more and more is that this information is really empowering. There are agents and brokers doing amazing things with the feedback that they get not only from the feedback that they get, but also just in general. They're doing amazing things and making a lot of people happy. So to me, that is a, a stark contrast to a lot of the conversations that we have even in social media, which is, oh, you know, is, is Zillow going to take the power away from us agents and our brokers? And, you know, are the portals really becoming where the consumers want to be? But at the end of the day, no, that's, that's not true. Um, and I think that in the same sense that we talk about having, you know, a good marketing piece or, you know, really working your customer experience, Real Satisfied provides agents is really in-depth, rich feedback as to, and I, I was writing a blog post the other day where I was trying to come up with an, you know, sort of analogy or maybe a metaphor even where, remember as a kid when you, you know, you always wanted to get that gold star from your teacher? Yes, I like do. You didn't. You just. You didn't care what you were doing. You just wanted to get that gold star. But as we got older and we got into, you know, middle middle school and high school, that gold star wasn't enough. You really wanted to know why you got the gold star. What is it about me that got me this gold star? Or you know, so I've collected all these gold stars. What is it about me that makes me do that so well? 
Um, and I think that's kind of a real world industry way that Real Satisfied helps agents have business intelligence. Um, it's a SWOT analysis rolled up into uh, transaction after transaction, relationship after relationship, where kind they of know a, what's working. A living, mm -hmm. growing SWOT analysis, right? Absolutely. 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 And then from the broker perspective, uh, Real Satisfied is a tool where brokers can actually see across an office how agent performance is being handled and managed, and it provides additional uh, coaching opportunities and training opportunities. Um, you know, we the insights are incredible. I mean, I think Jeff quoted about four million data points that we've collected wow. over time. Um, you know, the agents own the data. They they're the ones that you know are have their own data. You know, to to be shared. They decide what to do with it. Um, we certainly don't rank agents in a you know, there's always this. Oh, are you ranking agents? And there's none of that. It's there's we don't rank agents at all. What we do is we provide them a way to gather the feedback that helps them do their business better. Um, and that's from a broker perspective, association perspective, all the way across the board. Yeah. Now, do I have this right that the surveys are um, standardized? So there's everyone's working from the same. Um, exactly. And that's across so the nation, correct? Correct. We have one survey that, um, well, we have several different types of surveys. So we may have a, we have a buyer survey, we have a seller survey, we have a loss listing survey, we have surveys for property agents, for property management um, uh, tenants, things like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, but the, the surveys that we have are pretty, are the same. We don't change those, we don't customize those, because the data we're collecting needs to be normalized. You know, right. we need to be able to see that everyone is working off the same benchmarks. And what that allows us to do is give you a dashboard that says, Here's a local benchmark. Here's a national benchmark. Um, here is a state benchmark. You know, there's there's different ways that we sort of roll up that data so that you can kind of see if you're hitting the mark and if you're achieving goals and if you're if you're setting out to do the things that you want to do. I mean, in in its simplest form, it's a way for you to get you know, that feedback that you want, the reviews and the testimonials. But what we like to encourage, um, what I'm most excited about it from an industry level is being able to take that data and really, you know, get to know yourself as a professional. Don't be afraid of that data. Don't be afraid of what it uncovers. Um, it's, it's how we get better as an industry. And we talk a lot about raising the bar and, um, doing a lot of these things, but it boils down to, you know, um, that personal accountability. Yeah, you got to be able to measure it. You got to be able to measure it. You have to be able to measure it. You have to. Yeah. Um, so that this, allows you to do that. This, um, this, you talked about it, and it's can an so an individual agent can can sign up for Real Satisfied and or a brokerage can sign up, correct? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. what's the? Do you know? I don't know. If putting you on the spot, but is is it primarily brokers that are playing with this tool more, or do you see a lot of agents coming in? Well, we have, um, it's both. Okay. We, we, it's actually, what, what we have seen happen is um, we'll have a few agents, and an, a lot of times what will happen is an agent will open an account in an office, and then another agent in that same office, and then another agent, and then before you know it, the broker will open it up. Um, so, or in an association, you know, 
you know, we have um, Real Satisfied um, is available for all of Century 21 agents, all of Better Homes and Gardens agents. Wow. I mean, these are these are these are made. We have associations that are uh, adopting Real Satisfied, and it's really amazing to see how how quickly it adopts um, is is being adopted by agents. Um, how quickly and easily people say, wow, that was a lot easier than I thought. I mean, we have an API um, that we, what we will try to do is, is integrate this um, with a transaction management. So at the close of a transaction, which could be through an MLS, which could be through an association, sure. um, through the back end of our broker's office, you know, this is where we try to automate as much of it as possible. So there's very little uh, friction um, and for an agent to adopt it because it's especially with our broker accounts and associations it's literally just turning on and on button and you have it available to you and we handle most of the automation um, so it's it's just been really incredible to see it grow and um, and now I mean I think the guys obviously have done so much of the groundwork um, but it's going to be fun to sort of bring my own voice. In fact, Jeff and I had that conversation where he said, so what do you think of, of all this? And I said, you know, it's going to be really fun to put my own voice and my own thought behind, you know, what I think Real Satisfied does for the industry. So I'm really looking forward to that. That will be fun to watch. Um, yeah. Looking forward to that, too. <laughs> so um, I always ask this question at, uh, in every podcast, and it's a, it's a difficult question, but but I think it helps people listening. If you had one piece of advice, I know there's 50 in your head, but if one piece of advice to, for an agent today looking to grow their business, what would it be? Um, I, I think, gosh, that's hard. Um, it is a tough question. Right. I would say, the best piece of advice is when you when you have an idea of what you're doing really well at um, that could fall in any category um, whether it's you know just building relationships working on referrals you're doing great online just stick with it be consistent um, don't don't be swayed by the constant um, new bright and shiny and I think we've talked about that a lot as an industry, but even I will, if you start something, don't give up on it too quickly, but don't be too quickly swayed into starting something that you can't see all the way through and trust your gut that what you can do well and you do do well is probably what you should be doing more of and, and trust yourself. Um, and I, I think with something like Real Satisfied, when you have your customers telling you, you are so good at this. That's what you need to keep doing. That's great. So perseverance, consistency, pretty, mm -hmm. pretty straightforward. Yeah. Perseverance, consistency. Yeah. 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 Well, we, I've, I've taken a, enough time of your day today. So first of all, I, before I wrap it up, I, I, how can listeners get in touch with you? Is there an easy way if they want more information about real satisfied or just to, to chat sure. with them? I think the, I think the easiest way is, you know, Laura at real satisfied.com. Or you can just find me on Facebook, Laura Monroe on Facebook. There's probably a few others, but um, uh, but yeah, Laura Monroe on Facebook. Um, you can just meet me there and send me a message. I'm happy to answer any questions. And 
All that good stuff. Well, Laura, I can't, I really can't thank you enough for spending some time with us today on this little tiny idea I had, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with a little podcast. So thank you so much. Um, You're so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very honored and love to chat with you as always.